0: Lazarus, come out. Oh my, just can't happen soon enough. I'm looking forward to the day when the all clear on COVID-19 is given and we too can hear the words, come out. The time when life will return to normal, normal routines, normal schedules, normal activities, and even normal worship. I look forward to welcoming parishioners, guests, and staff of St. George's as we once again gather for worship and programming in this beautiful place. I look forward to greeting the children, staff, and teachers of our school when they are once again roaming the hallways. I look forward to seeing people out and about on the sidewalks, in the stores, and sitting to enjoy a meal in their favorite restaurants. I look forward to seeing people traveling to see family and friends. I look forward to people returning to their work, careers, and leisure activities. When the stone that has been rolled across our front doors is rolled open, I, like I know all of you, look forward to hearing the words, come out. This building, and certainly our worship space, have been eerily quiet for too long. I never thought I would see the day when churches across this nation would be closed for worship on an Easter Sunday. And yet, what makes that even stranger is the paradox of closing the the churches for public worship as the truly compassionate choice for the care and well-being of all God's children. Come out. We know those words will be coming and a worldwide community will be thankful when we hear them. We will emerge from this current pandemic and when, and notice it is when, not an if, we hear those words we will know that we have come out on the other side of this present darkness. Listen to the words from our Old Testament reading when the Lord asked the prophet Ezekiel, Mortal, can these bones live? And the prophet answered, O Lord God, you know. No doubt there are many today asking, can we survive this pandemic? For people of faith... The answer is the same as it always has been. O Lord God, you know. The miracle of life is in God's hands just as our hope is in the name of the Lord. We also know that none of us have life in ourselves and none is master of his or her own life. What we know is that if we have life, we are alive in the Lord and if we die, we die in the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's possession. Now this sermon is about miracles and hope. And I think most people hope for a miracle as being something that is good, that they would like to happen, that goes beyond what they might normally expect. Example might be a golfer who wishes for a hole-in-one on a particularly hard shot. And some of you today might think that finding toilet tissue in a local store is a miracle. Now, while these day-to-day special moments in life are nice and certainly appreciated, miracles like the one in today's gospel reading are very serious business. They are about God and faith. These real-life events, like Lazarus being raised from the dead, help us transcend this present reality to the true reality found in God through Jesus Christ. In the normal course of the Lenten preaching cycle, the emphasis for today is on the miracles of Jesus. Today's reading covers the last of the seven miracles found in the first 12 chapters of the Gospel of John. And this section of the Gospel is known as the Book of Signs because these signs, these miracles, are signs of the loving presence of God pointing us to Jesus, the Messiah, the King of Kings. They are pointing us toward the one who can say, roll back that stone, so that the stones of sin and death will no longer hold us back from being his followers and disciples. Now, an interesting thing about miracles is that they become visible when they point us to God, which is why some will see and understand them and others will not. You might ask, why is it that some see things one way and others see the very same thing differently? At least from one point of view, the journal Scientific American, American had an interesting article on why we are constantly overlooking much of the world around us. The article talks about how we are selective in what we see based on the limited computing capacity of our brains. We zoom in to focus on one thing, while picking up less information about everything else. Since signs pointing to God are seen through the lens of faith, then it is through a maturing faith that we are able to see and comprehend these signs. Jesus says, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. It's no different for us today. Unless we look with the eyes and ears of our heart, we will not see or understand. We may see or experience a miraculous healing for which we are sincerely thankful. But if that is all we see, then our experience is limited to the here and the now. I acknowledge that we may not have empirical evidence for our beliefs. However, the love of God is very real and present as it has been in every age. At some point, we choose to believe or not to believe. We choose to believe or not to believe in God, in Jesus, in the teachings of Scripture. We also choose whether we believe in miracles. When miracles are realized, as an encounter with the living God, the encounter that was once temporal becomes eternal. Life itself is changed. Some who understood the raising of Lazarus from the dead as a resuscitation could only see as far as his earthly life lasted. There were those who experienced the emerging of Lazarus from the tomb as a fearful thing, that they used to justify plotting the murder of Jesus in order to stop him from doing any more crazy or controversial things like raising someone from the dead. But then there were those who understood what happened with Lazarus as a miracle and a gift from God. A gift that helps us to understand that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. The one who has come so that those who believe in him, even though they die, can live, and that everyone who lives and believes in him will never die. There's also a deeply personal and human side of Jesus in this passage. Mary came to Jesus and knelt at his feet. As Jesus saw her and the Jews who came with her weeping, Jesus was disturbed in spirit and deeply moved to the point that he wept. As they saw the tears of Jesus, those present said, See how he loved him. However, I want to give you another perspective on how to interpret Jesus' weeping. Is it possible that while we have no doubt that Jesus had great love and empathy for those and compassion for those who were suffering in their grief, Jesus was weeping because he could see what others, what you and I, Cannot see. Is it possible, and I would say very likely, that Jesus was seeing the realm of Satan with anger and with great sadness, the darkness we will all experience through death in this present age? Jesus knew that while Lazarus was raised from the dead, he was not being resurrected from the dead. That would be accomplished in just a few short weeks when Jesus died to sin once for all. So that the life he lives to to God through the power of his resurrection. And I want to tell you, this idea, this leads us to the idea of hope. As one of our parishioners likes to say, hope is here. And just as we have more casual understanding of miracles, I believe the same holds true for hope. We hope when we seek outcomes that cannot be guaranteed. I hope that I get a job. Or, I hope we can be friends. People have different ways of invoking hope. For some, it is found in the form of wishes, like breaking the wishbone from a holiday turkey, or crossing our fingers, or maybe wishing upon a lucky star. That is not what the Bible means when it speaks of hope. In Hebrew, hope is associated with God. It is an expression of confidence not in a future outcome, but in a present divine strength. In biblical terms, hope is not a wish, but rather a complete assurance in God's strength to sustain all things, even a current pandemic. In the present sufferings of this pandemic, Christians have the opportunity to boast in the hope of the glory of God. As we progress through this very odd Lenten season, I invite you to use this as a time to consider what dry bones or dry times are present in your spiritual life. God asks the question, mortal, can these bones live? And to which we know the answer, O Lord God, you know. Seek the miracle of life and forgiveness through our Lord Jesus Christ and wait for the Lord. Let your soul wait for the Lord, and you will find in His Word true hope. Look for a miracle. Amen.